Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center and Contact Center podcast, where we try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. How's everybody doing? My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a 500, 600-seat contact center outsourcer located here in Northwestern and getting a little chilly here, moving into December, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. I hope everybody's doing well. We're uh, we're winding 2020 down. I know for a lot of us, that's a, it's a kind of a, a sigh of relief. Um, but uh, for this podcast, I wanted to talk about, and again, I don't like to get salesy. And you guys know, I, I never sell anything about Expedia or really anything that really has to do with with you know going outside the realm of trying to add value to you guys. But I've had a couple of my client services managers come to me and said, hey, will you do a podcast on, on some of the kind of misnomers or the falsehoods about outsourcing? So, it, and I thought about it for a while. They've been coming to me for this for a while. So, I, you know, I, th- I thought maybe this would be a good, good episode to do that or a good time in the year to do that. You know, we're kind of getting into 2021. You may be thinking about some things, you know, down the road for next year. But I wanted to give, and this is kind of came from them. These are seven falsehoods about outsourcing your contact center. So I guess these are kind of things that they come up with against, you know, time and time again, when a, when a client is either thinking about outsourcing or, you know, they're on a call with, with somebody who wanted more information, you know, and these kind of always kind of creep up now, you know, I'm going to do this, but we did do an episode on, on 10 reasons why you should not outsource your call center, right? So I'm trying to be fair and balanced, right? Both ways. Outsourcing is not for everyone. I think that there's a lot of huge benefits to it, obviously for, you know, what, what we're doing, uh, but you know, there, it's not for everyone. It's for a, a specific kind of time in your organization's lifetime and your, your service uh, journey's life, uh, so to speak, that you know you might look to outsource to improve lots of different things from from the quality of the of the calls to getting more analytic data to uh, being able to save money. So there's there's a lot of different reasons for it. But let's talk about seven of the seven ways that people kind of you know think that you shouldn't where really, you know, while it's not for everyone, these should not be really the reasons that you're choosing not to outsource. All right, number one which is the, you know, comes up the most. And it's the scariest one for someone who, or an organization or a group of, you know, people looking to outsource that have never done before. And and they think that they're going to lose control, right? Now, losing control 
you know, to a certain extent is not bad. That's kind of why you're outsourcing, right? Because there's certain things you don't want to do, right? You don't want to be doing the day-to-day. You don't want to be monitoring every moment of every minute, right, of, of every day. You don't want to be, um, you know, looking at, at data analytics and, you know, trying to organize that and, and do all that yourself, right? You, you don't want to do all that, right? That's why you're outsourcing and somebody's going to do that for you, right? But there's certain things that you don't lose control about. You know, number one is for any organization, any BPO, any outsourcer that is worth their, their grain of salt at all, right? You're going to get live dashboards, right? You're going to be able to log in Look at your stats, look at the agents, look at service level in real time, anywhere you want from your cell phone, from, from a desktop, right? So looking at stats and having, you know, before, like in the nineties, people were concerned because there were some call centers out there that would quote unquote fudge the numbers, right? That would just lie about service level that would, you know, lie about maybe sales or conversion or, or things like that. So when you got those reports the next day, you really couldn't trust them. Well, that's all gone now. And if any call center ever does that or you caught them, I mean, they should be fired instantly. Um, But, you know, with a a lot of the organizations and a lot of BPOs, just like us, you know, you're going to get live dashboards, live data, be able to live monitor your agents, right? That's another kind of piece. Anytime you want to monitor, you just literally double click on an agent and you can hear that, that, that customer and hear that agent and how they're interacting. The other, I think, piece of this with losing control is, you know, making sure that you have a really good relationship with that client services manager or that whatever, you know, whatever title that organization gives it, but basically the the person that you're going to talk to, right? That's a really important relationship. And it's the number one reason really why, you know, BPO or, or outsourcing relationships fail is, is a lack of communication. So, you know, we really pride ourselves here. And I know a lot of other organizations pride themselves of really having really good client service management, right? So that you feel like, you know, if you get a phone, if you make a phone call, it's going to be answered. And if it's not, you know, within five to 10 minutes, it's coming back at you. You're not going to feel like you're left out in the cold. So number one, losing control. I think, you know, to a certain extent, it's good to do that, but you don't want to feel like, you know, you're, you're totally out in the weeds and, and you're at the mercy of a, of a contact center. Number two, right? Everyone always feels that the way you do it internally is better and that quality is going to go down. This is for me the number one misnomer of all time. And I will take on any internal contact center and a champion challenger and we'll beat you. And the reason that we'll beat you is because this is what we do all day, every day, and we're really good at it. That's not just Expedia, that's a lot of, and I'm gonna just gonna kind of say the USA American outsourcers, right? We monitor, we have analytics, we have QM software, we have uh, analytics software with our QM. We have you know, managers that have been doing this for decades who have been listening, monitoring, coaching. But the type of agent, we know the culture that we want to hire. We know the culture that's going to fit your organization. We're going to hire specific agents for that. Right. So the quality aspect that you think is going to go down. Now, if you go offshore or nearshore, I'm not going to tell you that the quality is going to go down, but... You know, there could be some voice things that you need to deal with. There's there's going to be a probably a little bit of a longer learning curve um, than if you outsource directly to a U.S. provider. But you know, we pretty much always see an increase in quality when it comes to CSAT, NPS, uh, sentiment scores, 
you know, when it's based on the, the internal center that just had it, because that's not really what they do, right? They make a widget, they provide a service, and then they do call center. Well, we make call center basically, right? This is what we do. Um, it's not our secondary kind of task to do customer service. It's our primary. So, you know, you really, I, I believe if you choose the right organization, your quality should always go up. And if your quality has gone down since you've outsourced, then you have the wrong, you have the wrong provider. All right. Um, number three is everyone always thinks that they need to change their CRM or they need to change their data or they need to kind of evolve and change what they do so that it's easier or it's what the, the call center does. And that's not true at all. Right. So we always say we have to uh, understand the F word. Right. And that's flexibility. So whatever. And this is pretty much standard for all of the outsourcers. Again, not just an Expedia thing. Um we can integrate with anything, right? So whether you're using Salesforce, Zendesk, Zoho, whether you have your own proprietary system, whether you have a homegrown system, right? You don't have to worry about any of that. We can integrate with that with our phone system. Number two is if there's just a data need, you know, if it's in the cloud, obviously we can log into it. We can set VPNs up. We can set secure things up uh, from a connection standpoint so that we can access if you're not, you know, cloud facing. So, don't think you need to change all that. You know, it's up to the call center outsourcer to, you know, be flexible and, and to move into a, a position where, you know, we can utilize what you already have, right? And if we want to make, you know, additions to it and we want to make improvements to it, that's one thing, but you will never have to, or you should never have to change your data source, change what CRM you use, um, or, have it not be able to be integrated. You know, that's another thing too. A call center, well, yeah, we can use that, but he does, they don't integrate them. They should all be able to be integrated, you know, through an omni-channel platform. All right. Number four, we hear this all the time, is that my, my program is just too complex to outsource, right? It's just, it's so hard and difficult. And everybody thinks that because, right, they're just kind of narrow-minded and focused on, on their world, right? And they think their world is difficult where, you know, we have, and again, I'm just, as an example here, we've worked for large financial services organizations with three or four different types of screens, you know, based on what a customer says, you know, different integrations, different VPN setups, um, trainings of six to eight weeks, right? So your program is not that difficult, right? So if you think it is, I, I'm telling you right now, you need to go talk to a really good outsourcer because I guarantee we have seen it. That company has seen something that is much more difficult. We're used to those things, right? If you're a high-end call center, you, you're used to working with, with more difficult, more complex clients with different types of data sources, different screens, different ways to train agents, um, lots of different ways that, that calls could come in and, and how they're handled. So again... I'm sure that you think that, but trust me, it's not too complex for a, for a real high-end outsourcer. I can tell you right now that if, if, you know, let me just take 10, if we took 10 of our clients, at least eight of them, when they came to us have said that we don't think we can outsource because our program is so complex and, you know, we end up having those guys for years. So again, don't, please don't think that, don't let that be a, a hurdle for you to, to say, you know what, we can, we cannot outsource. Number five, you know what? I've heard outsourcing, the turnover is so high. Um, there's going to be just, you know, constant uh, changes of, of agents to our program. You know, we don't want to pay for all that training. 
So uh, let me just tell you this. Number one is if you're choosing the right outsourcer, you know, you should have less turnover than you have in your internal call center. Number two, um, you should never, ever pay for attrition training, right? So again, you should have at least 80 to 90% of your reps year, year over year, right? With a 10 to 15, maybe 20% turnover on your program. And second of all, you should never pay for attrition training. So that's the cool thing about outsourcing, right? You pay for that, that initial train to get you to whatever that 50, 60, 70, 80, 10, 100, whatever the number is reps, right? You pay for that. And then if the, the call center has a hundred and they lose five in a year or 10 in a year, and they need to replace them, then the call center has to pay for, for that. So again, it's an incense us to get the right people on your program, which you know, is, is something that sometimes you don't have to do internally. So again, don't think that through. And again, it, it's going to, it is choosing the right call center because are there contact centers with extremely high turnover? Yep. So you need to ask specific questions like what are my reps? What are the reps on my program being paid? Uh, what is your overall turnover? You know, those are, those are important questions. Um, but you're going to get a really good feel, you know, for the organization and being in talking to the people on what that culture is. If it's, if it's, like us, I think we're we're very heavy on the rep, right? You know, making the rep experience fun. And I think, you know, any of the podcasts, I'm giving you kind of my full playbook, right? So culture is important. Having fun is important. You know, employee engagement is important. So find out what the, really the the gist of what makes that contact center go. Um, and I think that'll tell a lot with, with your turnover. But it should not be higher than what you're having in, in your internal center. Number six is security, which is, legitimate, right? Because you need to make sure that even if you, even if you have a customer service program that doesn't deal with any credit card or financial information, let's just say, you know, you only want uh, password resets and people to be able to call in and check on the status of a package, right? I would still say that the call center that you want to work with needs to be PCI compliant, right? So, and it goes more to the, the overall culture of the contact center than it does your specific need for the program. So no matter what, you know, security should be at the, you know, utmost, especially now with at home, ask the call centers, you know, how they're doing security at home. You know, what are some of the things that they've kind of changed or taken into account now that people are at home? Um, but I will tell you most USA contact centers from a security standpoint are, it's like Fort Knox, right? So it's, making sure that you have badges on, making sure that there's, you know, biometric lock on the doors, clean, clean desk policies. Um, all the computers are locked down. You're probably definitely more safe with a PCI compliant BPO than you are internally. Because again, we can't make one mistake, right? Now, nobody can make a mistake, but I mean, we, we will lose the entire business, right? If we make one mistake. So I think it's, you know, it's a, it's a fallacy to say that, you know, security at an, at an outsourcer, um, is lower. And if you're, again, if you're choosing a high-end BPO, it's not, it's going to be more than what you have internally, I guarantee. All right, number seven, and this is something that is is kind of going away, but it's still out there, especially if we have, you know, kind of an, a more old school client, um, that the cloud is not dependable, right? That, you know, that all these BPOs, and, and so many of us are now, and it's the vast majority are in the cloud, whether it's a, an in-contact or a talk desk or a five nine or a Genesis or, you know, whatever we're using, um, it is <laughs> that it's not reliable, that we're down all the time. And, and again, it's not true. I mean, the, the level of nines, right. The 99.999, 
it's crazy how much uptime we have. And, you know, it's, it's, if you would have said this to me five or six years ago, yeah, I think it, it probably was a concern with, with uptime and, and making sure that, you know, our, we were on a stable platform. But again, you guys know I'm on in contact. We're, we're really never down ever. Um, I'm knocking here that I'm knocking on wood. Um, but I think that, you know, that's, that's going away, but we still hear it, especially, you know, with, with clients that have dealt with the, the old school of IAS systems and, you know, those type of, of PBX, the MyTels and, and those, that world where, you know, it was secure and it was up and everything was a direct connection. Uh, but, you know, again, as long as your internet's good and our internet's great, and if you're a BPO, your internet is is fully redundant, you know, two or three different uh, sources coming in. It's all fiber. It's uh, it's pretty solid. So, again, that's kind of what I got, guys. Um, I think, you know, it's important to think through what's real and what's not if you're looking to outsource. You know, don't live in your fears. You know, talk to the organizations that you think are important. Um, or that are a good fit for for what you would like to outsource, um, you know, drill down on them, ask them a ton of questions, send out an RFP. You should feel comfortable with the decision that you're making. You know, come up with as as many questions and things as you possibly can. If you ever need any help with this and you want to send something out and you want me to look at it, I'm more than happy to do that. You know, anything I can help you guys with, you know, making good decisions with your contact center is is kind of what. Uh, what I would love to, to be able to do and, and hopefully the, some of the value that I add. So again, thank you guys very much. Um, I had my birthday last Friday, so I'm kind of just kind of getting in the groove, kind of took the day off as well, hung out with the fam. We did some bowling, probably shouldn't have with COVID, but we, <laughs> my, my, my kids wanted to kind of hang out a little bit. So it was a good time over the weekend. Um, but I will talk to you guys later this week. We're going to have an announcement on something that is Expedia and our, kind of our new website and some of the things that we're going to have available for listeners here that we're doing on the website that I'm kind of excited with. So again, I'll have a, probably a, a mini, like a mini podcast, maybe four or five minutes. That's more of an announcement later this week. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for you guys to kind of check out what we've done with the new website. Um, and hopefully, you know, we're hoping uh, next week that, that we're able to kind of talk about that and, and, and get live with it. So again, thanks guys. And I will talk to you guys soon.